The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. And thank you for our guest, Don Day, for coming back to talk about uh, development in the Treasure Valley. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, last time we had a great conversation about news and local news, but today I think I wanted to get us into more specifics about what's going on around the Valley. And with your particular perspective, you see a lot about what's going on. People are going to want to know what you know. So maybe we talk, uh, let's skin this cat by going one area at a time. Great. Let's start with Meridian. Yeah. What do you hear about going, what's going on there? Downtown is going through some awesome revitalization, but their signage is not great. When you walk by some of these uh, multi-story <laughs> complexes, it's, is it apartment? Is it apartment over retail? Is it office building? Tell us what you're seeing. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was down there actually twice uh, over the weekend. My reporter Autumn Robertson and I were down there on Friday looking at a few things. Um, and then we just happened to meet my wife's parents for brunch in downtown Meridian. And boy, it's an interesting time. Uh, of change in that area. The city has approved a four-story project right across from City Hall called Old Town Lofts, and this is going to include some, to your point, some retail on the ground floor and then three levels of apartments uh, above it. And the construction is well underway. And it's interesting because it's like kind of like the skyscraper of downtown Meridian because it's four stories. And most of the buildings there, um, and there's a lot of historic buildings uh, I would say there's probably a building in every decade over the last century in downtown Meridian that built in each decade. It I mean, it's very eclectic. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, the four story will really be kind of the the high point. Uh, Meridian City Hall obviously is a fairly tall structure. And then the, the old mill is a big thing. Um, but you just it's this interesting time. There's a project on the other corner uh, from uh, the Galena Opportunity Fund that would include some more apartments and retail. Um, and so all of a sudden, you're going to go from an era for a long time where there was really no place to live in downtown Meridian to mm-hmm. hundreds of units. And that's going to really change, I think, the dynamics and the opportunity in that area, which was once, you know, the nucleus of a very small town. I, for people who haven't been here long, I don't, I don't think people understand how small Meridian used to be like 10,000 people was <laughs> kind of a big, a big milestone for them. And now they're over a hundred thousand. I mean, it's the fastest growing city in Idaho. And when you look percentage wise of how fast Meridian has grown, even compared to Boise, it's incredible. And then when you go into downtown Meridian, you're like, this is our downtown. It just, it hasn't grown with the sprawl of suburbia like the rest. So it's interesting that it's kind of catching up finally. The yeah. numbers I think have some interesting things to them, but the perception I find even more interesting. I work with people that still have memories of getting pulled up and down Eagle Road on a four-wheeler and a dirt road on a sled in the snow. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm I'm not that old, uh, but I remember <laughs> where the Sensi campus is, there used to be a... Um, sort of a Costco type retailer called Club Wholesale. And it was, 
it was like the only thing out there. And my parents would be like, hey, let's go to Club Wholesale. And it felt like just like the longest drive uh, along Franklin or Fairview at the time through the country out to this place. And now, I mean, Eagle Road is crazy. And the busiest intersection in the state for now is Fairview still and Eagle, Eagle right? Fairview. Yeah. I do think that that's going to start to change over time. Um, when I grew up here, the busiest intersection was Fairview and Cole. And you've really seen that population shift mostly to the west of Boise. Um, I am starting to see some indication that we're going to start to see some things happen to the east, which I think a lot of people have looked out there and said, boy, there's a lot of land. There's challenges out there, water and some other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we're going to start to see some growth towards Elmore County as well, um, which will be an interesting dynamic change because over the last 15 years, Meridian, Meridian, Meridian. Yeah, I'm hoping that they're going to fix some of the parking situations in downtown Meridian because it's, it's not easy to park there now, so I'm assuming that that's going to be addressed because um, there's actually a lot of great things in downtown Meridian. Um, great, they have a great barbershop, they have great little restaurants, um, but sometimes it's it's just difficult to find a place to park. Yeah, and I think you're going to see some change too because with more people living down there, with all those services close by, they can use their their God given mode of transit in their feet Man, to get I can't to imagine them walking places and some Meridian. bicycles. <laughs> yeah, but that so that downtown is going to really change. I mean. Downtown Boise, I work down here and I park my car at the beginning of the day and I try really, really hard not to get into it until the end of the day and and do all the walking I can. And I think you'll see that dynamic start to come alive more so in Meridian than it has in the past. Speaking of uh, the intersection of Fairview and Eagle, and Eagle, I always wonder what's going on on the northwest corner of that, that onion patch. That yeah. thing is a holdout. So that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, we, we ran a story on this like six months ago. So the Kleiner family owns that that parcel. Um, they also owned the land that the Mer- village of Meridian now sits on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course the park that, mm-hmm. that they named for themselves. Um, didn't mean that to be snarky. That came off snarky. So I apologize <laughs> for that, but uh, they did. So um, they own that land as well. And um, well, there's a big statue of it's Mr. a memorial. Th- there the is, there it's is. It's a good there, statue. There, it's there, a good experience. Yeah. Um, it's pretty common. I mean, yeah. all the parks in Boise are named after, yeah. they're all named for women, but they're all named after, you know, people's families. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so they own that they own that parcel, and uh, for now, I think that they are, from what I understand, content to uh, let it be used for a farm field. There's also um, this is a little complicated, but there's a dynamic at play where Centrical, which owns the village of Meridian, is committed to adding additional an additional turn lane to Eagle Road um, through something that's called a star bond. I'm not going to get into the weeds on that. That lane has not happened yet. And I think that the development across the street is going to depend on that as well as um, if you notice the village Meridian is still not complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many out parcels that are a just bunch sitting of room. Yeah. And so they've been talking for a while uh, about that development. I think they were getting pretty serious about a year and a half ago. And then when the pandemic happened um, and I think we'll probably start to see some more noise on what they'll want to do there. Mm-hmm. So there will definitely be more development on that corner for sure. What are things looking like as we go a little bit north into Eagle? Boy, Eagle's interesting. I spent uh, four or five hours out there the other day, and it's growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Pet IQ, which is a fairly large uh, company here. It's publicly traded. Uh, that's building a new headquarters building at the corner of Eagle and Chinden Highway 44. And that's underway and should wrap up in the next couple of months. Do I have that confused with State Street? You're looking at State Street. Yeah, State Street. Street. Yeah, Yeah. I get those two mixed up. Um, And so you're going to see that come online here pretty quick. 
there's been some new restaurants. Coins opened up last year. Um, that's a fantastic spot out there. Really great. Um, the bridges at Lakemore continues to build out. There's going to be a new park, a uh, new park expansion at Lakemore. So there's a lot happening. In, mm. I mean, there's a lot happening everywhere. So I could yeah. say this after every city, but there's quite mm-hmm. a few things popping up out there. Anything specific that gets you excited that you think, oh my gosh, we've been waiting forever to get this thing and they're finally doing such and such. You mean in such Eagle such. or in general? Well, I guess I'm branching out into in general, but something about your enthusiasm about this park, I thought, ooh. Well, else? yeah, I, I so I live about as far from Eagle as you can in Boise, so I'm not <laughs> there a ton. Um, I will say, I will, we'll bring the discussion um, a little further to the south, which is um, uh, the new top proposed top golf development. Um, I'm hearing Eagle a lot View, about that. Yeah, at Eagle View Landing, um, we'll probably have some news on that here in the next week. We reported about a month ago that they went and had a neighborhood meeting. This has been sort of, I don't want to say rumored for quite some time. There has been a golf entertainment venue on the plan for Eagle View Landing, which we've uh, reported a bunch of times. This is the old farmstead for people, I-84 mm-hmm. and Eagle. Um, and we we finally kind of found a, a piece of proof that it would be golf golf. We've kind of always known that. And for people who don't know what that is, it's a... I liken it too. If you took the Stuckel Sky Center at Bronco Stadium at Albertson Stadium, and you put it in front of a big driving range, it's kind of like that. So there's hmm. these big booths that are open on one side, and you can have TVs and food and drinks served, and you stand there and you can tee off and play these golf-related games. I haven't been yet. I've never been to one. A lot of my buddies have, and people are pretty excited. So um, we'll see some more progress on that, and probably some construction later this year. I would guess. I went to a Top Golf once in Brooklyn, and it was pretty cool. The idea, just you and your buddies hanging up there, watching TV, drinking, eating, totally yeah. fun. Curious which direction it's going to face. So the structure would be placed. It's basically placed in the middle of the parcel, uh, facing towards the east, so facing towards the Boise front. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, nice. Right along the freeway. Um, do you hear many rumblings about CUNA south of the interstate? That seems to, when I think about the area getting built out, you're right. I think it's just pushing outward. I mean, there's not a lot of, um, empty parcels yet, uh, along the main Valley from Boise to Meridian. So South or North seems like the obvious candidates for expansion. Yeah. I mean, both star on the North side and CUNA on the South side are growing really quickly. Um, CUNA has been really working to, um, they're really trying to do some things to keep, People there during the day, they, they have one of the highest rates of um, folks who don't stay in their community. So they live there and they leave at 9 a.m. and don't come back until 5 or 6. Um, there has been a lot of development. There's a new D&B supply out there. There's a new, I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff. And um, so the city is trying to really help develop and revitalize that, especially downtown core, to help um, provide more jobs in the city so that people can live and work in one area. That does a lot of things. It cuts down on um, overall traffic. So if you live in CUNA right now and you live work in downtown Boise, think about the number of road miles that you travel. Don't go on Meridian. Each day, right, right, right. <laughs> the ro- Meridian Road, I have to drive my kids to CUNA for school. Yeah. Do not try to go down Meridian Road um, to Boise from CUNA. You are stuck forever. Well, my, it's my reporter and I on Friday were like, hey, let's, you know what, let's do a drive around of Meridian. And um, I initially was like, um, let's meet at the Albertsons at 17th and State in Boise at 3.30 and we'll go do that drive. And that morning I got up and I went, 
what kind of, what am I on that we're going <laughs> to go drive around Meridian at four o'clock? <laughs> so we moved it up, fortunately. But yeah, I mean, traffic is, is certainly a concern everywhere. So the more times that jobs and people's homes and services are located close together, the fewer road miles people travel and the lower the sort of hidden cost of travel is. People don't sometimes think about when they buy a house. Like, so if I buy a house, we'll just say in Baker City. Mm-hmm. We'll just use something, pretend. And I work in Boise. Think about how far I've got to travel. I have to, I'll have to buy tires more often. I have to pay for more gas. I have to replace my car more often. My insurance is going to be higher, et cetera, et cetera. People don't think about that. And so you're starting to see these communities put a focus on, like, how can we try and keep people closer together so those road miles are lessened? It'll be interesting to see how that goes because we really are growing in every direction at the moment. We learned that lesson uh, early in life when we were living in North Carolina and we had a like a 45-minute commute up into the mountains and it was a beautiful drive, but it's a chunk of time. When we finally moved to Chattanooga, my office was, we lived in the city, it was crazy, and our office was five minutes from our home and I thought, what have I been doing for the past few years wasting all that time? It's great to be able to swing home for lunch and just not have to worry about the commute. I totally sympathize with people that are coming from California where you've got to deal with traffic anywhere you go. Well, and that's the thing. So I, I, I spent a year um, in the South Bay in California and, and I chuckled to myself a little bit when people complain about the traffic here. Cause there's certainly, it's certainly worse than it is than it was. And it is, there is certainly traffic, but it's not what it could be. Yeah. News for people, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, I had to wait through two cycles at the light at Eagle, oh, no. at Eagle and Franklin. I was cussing mad <laughs> right, right. this morning. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that people really, I think, go to Boise Dev for is that you kind of have the scoops. Like, and people, there are things that people um, really want to know. Is this coming? Will it come? Are, what are some of the things that people question you about? In and out. Mm-hmm. In and out? All day, every day. Really? So do you have any thoughts on, I guess, that particular? Yeah. Thing? So we, we talked to them um, last fall and they said that they plan to be here in the next five years. Okay. I actually tend to think it's going to be a little quicker. Um, there's some places that I think you could imagine it going. You mean like Chinden and Linda? I'm not going to say, but there's some places <laughs> that I think you could imagine it uh-huh. going. Okay. Um, and and I, I mean, they, they won't build just one. They would probably yeah. build three or four to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Eagle Road Corridor, Chinden and Linder, mm-hmm. um, there's certainly some areas in Boise that I would imagine that they would look for. They, they like freeway frontage so they can find things that are there. Um, so they said five years last fall. I would bet it's not going to be this calendar year. I'm going to say this and somebody's going to call me out on it, but I would guess late next calendar year we'll start to hear about that. Um, and frankly, it's faster than I thought it might otherwise be. Um they have a really interesting development pattern because uh, they don't freeze their beef. And so they can't, you know, can't process it in New York, freeze up the patties and put it on a truck and ship it to Idaho. Now they're California based. So they've, but they've grown in a very kind of careful mm-hmm. outward pattern so that they can build up their distribution network. Um, but they're in central Oregon now they're in the Salt Lake Valley. So they're getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone really understands how isolated Boise really is compared to, yeah. to other cities. I yeah. mean, it is transportation is a big deal when you you look at Boise and the close I mean Salt Lake Spokane I mean those are still quite a distance and so we're and there's businesses that it just doesn't make sense for it's the most here. isolated metro area in the country and and I mean can you really say isolated in 2021 but yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean if you want to go to a major 
Uh, so Ikea would probably be the next one. If you want to go to an Ikea, you're driving to the Portland Metro or you're driving to, I believe it's in Salt Lake. Doesn't Salt yeah, Lake it's have south of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. It's not in Provo. It's like in Orem. But anyway, so you're driving six hours. Uh, and so Ikea is the other one I get asked about constantly. I don't see it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, people like to say, oh, well, once we get a million people, we'll get an Ikea. But that assumes a couple things. It assumes that Ikea continues to want to expand. Mm-hmm. And it assumes that retail will be the same as it is now when we reach a million people. We're, you know, we're right around three quarters of a million. And people are like, oh, we're almost there. <laughs> Quarter of a million people is still a freaking lot of people. Yeah. That's a third growth. We're not growing that fast. I know people tend to think that we're grow- we're adding like five million people a day here. Mm-hmm. We're not growing that fast. Yeah. So we're going to get to a million. It'll be in all of our lifetimes, but it's not going to be tomorrow. Um, and so if we get to a million people by 2030, I think that's what the Community Planning Association of Southwest Idaho um, predicts. That seems like it's about right. So can you assume that IKEA's business model is going to be the same in 2030 as it is in 2021? You can't. And so I don't. Uh, that, that's one I don't see. And people are like, well, if they could just do this. Now, look, things happen. I talked to a commercial real estate broker in town who's very crafty and has made it their personal mission to make it happen. So you just never know. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a while. I have a bunch of questions about the person whose personal mission is to get <laughs> in Ikea. What's the, what's going on know, in that? They're a commercial real estate broker, so that'd be a great transaction well, I, for them. I hear uh. it on the front of Nordstrom. It's like, we must have a Nordstrom. And I, I hear that all the time. I have people asking me, when are we getting a Nordstrom? Not now. Why, why do I? Not ever. I, not, you not Say not ever. Ever, ever going to happen. Okay, tell them why. Okay, there are three reasons. One, we almost got one in the 1980s. Um, I'm not going to get into the backstory. There's a story. If you actually, if you Google Boise Dev Nordstrom, uh, you can see the story we, we wrote. This is several years ago. Um, it almost happened. Didn't come to pass. It was going to be at Boise Town Square. Uh, we essentially got Dillard's instead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another business where I got news for you, folks. Department stores aren't expending. <laughs> No. Um, and it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. There's not a, there's not really a logical spot for it. Um, they, the company owns obviously Nordstrom Rack. They put a Nordstrom Rack here like 10 years ago. It's been open quite a while. Um, that'll suffice. Uh, if you would like to order Nordstrom goods, there's a website that you can do that on, mm-hmm. uh, or you can take those shopping trips that I know some people still take to the Seattle Metro. It just doesn't make, it just doesn't, doesn't work. Um, we're way more likely to see a contraction in the number of department stores we have. We've actually been very, I don't know if lucky is the right word, um, very sheltered. You've seen uh, Macy's and JCPenney continuing to cut stores, continuing, continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, JCPenney still has two stores here, one at the uh, Napa Gateway, which is kind of funny because it's like the only thing out there, yeah. um, and one at Boise Town Square. Uh, Macy's, Boise Town Square, there was used to be Macy's all over here. There was one downtown. There was one in Nampa. Those have kind of closed. They've contracted. Um, Sears obviously closed out of the market. Uh, the chances that one of the major anchors at Boise Town Square says goodbye in the next three or four years is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, that mall, I know you didn't ask about this, but it's something that people are often interested in. Um, each mall in the country gets a letter grade from a third-party firm, ABCDF. And... The Boise Town Square is an A-rated mall, or at least it was before the pandemic. And that means that its lease rates are good. 
it's sales tax revenue, it's healthy, it doesn't have too much vacancy, although there's a, mm-hmm. it's starting to be a little bit there. Um, those healthy malls are predicted to survive, and so I think you'll see Boise Town Square continue to do well. The one thing that I was talking to people about is it's the Apple Store at Boise Town Square that makes that whole ecosystem oh. go. Mm. Um, I imagine that Hugh and the folks at Center Cal for Village at Meridian would love to get Apple out of the oh, Village yeah. at Meridian. Um, I'm sure they've, I, I don't have any reporting towards this, but I would imagine that they've tried and, you know, maybe you'd see a second one there someday. Village Meridian is also very healthy, kind of a different, that's a different idea. They call mm-hmm. that a lifestyle center. Um, but retail is actually fairly healthy here. Uh, even through the pandemic, it's held up pretty well. Restaurants, some had some challenges, but I don't know if you've been to a restaurant in the last six weeks, but they are all wow. real busy. Really busy. It, that that changed so quickly. It I really did. could not believe Boy, that. you know, we were the type that didn't really eat inside restaurants over the winter. Mm-hmm. We're pretty careful. We would eat on some patios. Um, and now they're just all, it's hard to get a reservation on a Friday mm-hmm. or something. Oh, yeah. You think about not uh, of just going out spontaneously and date night. Let's just go to such and such a place. Oh, we used to do that. We'd go to Eighth Street and just like figure it out. And you can still kind of do that, but it's a lot tougher. Um, And Village at Meridian, same way. Um, We're going to continue, I think, to see uh, an increase in restaurant concepts. There's been a little pause. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of activity, but you're going to, I think, the back half of this year, we'll see a lot of announcements. And into next year, a lot opening. Anything uh, specific that you feel comfortable talking about? Oh, not to put you on the spot. No, um, it's not putting me on the spot. Just have to think about it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we're just kind of hearing about. Um, you know, when we know about something, we try and report it as quickly as possible. Yeah. So pretty much everything. There's a um, interesting concept along Eagle Road in the old Pinnacle Sports Bar location called Land Ocean. Um, mm-hmm. They have a couple locations around the region, primarily in California. Um, that's kind of a a higher, not a higher end, but I would say a little bit um, higher on the medium end <laughs> to, yeah. to sort of coin a phrase, sort of surf and turf kind of a restaurant. Um, yeah, I mean, I, mm. I imagine we're going to see a bunch of new ideas come into the market. Eighth Street's going crazy. And I we've been down to Eighth Street probably two weekends, the last three weekends, and it is just nuts. Um, and the growth there is, I mean, it's exciting. Um, it's almost surprising how much is going on. I know that uh, we just went to Little Pearl Oyster Bar oh, right so there. Cal does such a great oh, job. That's such a neat little it's spot. It's my new place that I'm like, I mean, I don't want to blow places like that up like crazy because, sure. you know, you kind of want it to stay this little this little gem. But as soon as we went in, I'm like, oh, this is what we need. These are the kind of places. This It was so, so fantastic. And that's such a neat story. Cal is a, he's a Boise kid who grew up. He went to Bora High School like I did. Uh, he's a little older than I am. Um, went on to a, a culinary career and um, it was involved in Michelin starred restaurants in New York and then came back to Boise. There's another uh, venture on Bannock Street called The Lively that kind mm-hmm. of soft opened early this year. And that's um, really kind of an interesting concept. Another a chef with a Michelin star pedigree. Um, so I think across the spectrum, you're going to see new stuff. You know, we reported last week about new Popeyes out at Chinon and Lynn. I saw that. You know, like those, that, that gets people excited. So mm. there's just, I think there's a lot of room. I've never been to Popeyes. We we went last week, actually, Isn't and it? their chicken yeah. sandwich is pretty good. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like, you haven't done the Chick-fil-A Popeyes challenge? I'm like, haven't. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I guess I'll do that soon. Yeah. Is there anything that's coming that you're really excited about personally that you're like, this is, this is really needed or just a fun thing gosh i don't know i mean i it's all restaurants for me right like, that's what's exciting you tell to me, you or? tell me about a new restaurant i'm excited to check yeah. it out um 
you know, professionally, it's always interesting that to hear when there's a new grocery store or an Albertsons mm-hmm. or really just anything like that. Um, you know, Boise's in a time of growth and it's always, I gotta say, it's always been in a time of growth. Boise's not actually, the Boise region isn't actually even growing at its fastest rate. It grew faster in the 90s. Really? It's growing now. Yeah. And people lose sight of that. It's really easy to be like, this is the craziest thing ever. Well, it grew more in the 90s. And um, it's a good place to live. There are a lot of challenges embedded in that. You know, a developer told me something a couple weeks ago, and it just keeps popping into my head. And it doesn't make anything better, but it really does explain. And he said, uh, Boise's a nice place. All nice places get expensive eventually. And I just thought, yeah, that's actually really kind of true. Um, it doesn't, it's not going to make anybody feel better. And it doesn't mean that there can't be things that elected officials and people can do to try and um, improve that. Housing affordability is a really big challenge. But it's really, really easy to look and see that the average or that the median price of a home in this area went up in Ada County and went up 26% year over year and go, holy cow, it's a lot. It is full stop. The median price of a home in the entire country went up 11% over the prior year. I think it's really easy in our heads to think, well, housing prices went up a quarter in Boise, but you know, it's like flat across the country. It's not really true. Mm -hmm. The entire country is facing a, a housing affordability challenge right now. Is it worse in the, in the Boise Metro? Yeah, for sure. But I think we also have to level set and remember that this whole our whole society is going through some really challenged times right now when it comes to those things. You guys had an awesome article recently about uh, with the numbers and the data showing the different um, areas within the valley and their rates of, of growth. And the the highest rate of increase was kind of surprising to me. It was star. Yeah. Um, it was On a percentage basis. It wasn't not on numbers, but on... But uh, yeah, was that like 113? It was a lot over the last 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. I, I don't yeah. have the numbers in front of me on my laptop and my recall is not quite that good. But, but <laughs> um, you know, Meridian grew by the most raw folks, which I don't think surprises anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's which was a lot. It was like 29,000 people, I think. Yeah, it was interesting to me, though, um, when you look at the growth from April of 2020 to April of 2021, uh, it it was like the fourth most over the last 11 years. Mm-hmm. It was four, there was three other years that we grew faster. Really? And sometimes, and like, and they weren't recent. They were like 2016, 2015, and 2011, if I recall. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's fairly recent. But yeah. when you're talking about 11 years, they're mm-hmm. a little further back. Um, and so that growth kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. I think it's really easy to see the change that we're experiencing and think, well, it's all because of growth. But the housing affordability challenge is multifaceted. We did a story last week about the cost of building materials, something you're familiar with, I'm sure. And that's a factor. Um, and there there are all these things that are contributing to these problems. And it's not just one thing. It's not just, it's not just in migration. I know people want to believe that, but it isn't. It's more millennials moving into the time of life where they want to buy homes it's all these factors people living longer lifespans and the baby boom generation is staying in homes longer so you're seeing these things and it's just making this really complicated time and so we're trying to cover that we're trying to be very measured so when we talk about 
the housing situation and we talk about it being up 26 percent year over year we're also reminding people that the, the, the fact that the country is also rising mm-hmm. to help people sort of level set and really try and bring a very measured approach to helping people understand what's happening which is so important because it's just this fire i think people are looking for anything at this point i mean it's been a really crazy year and some people you know we all want to find a reason why things are happening and we just let something fire us and we keep on going. And if we're not really spending the time, we'll just hear that's the thing, that's the scapegoat and that's set in our mind. And, and that's conversation can't, can't come after that. You know, you see people who are like, we shouldn't build any more apartments or we shouldn't build any more homes or we should build a ton more apartments or we should build a ton more homes or we should do this. We should do that. Or, we should, you know, there was a candidate who ran for mayor in Boise last time, and his basically his platform was, we should make it bad here so people don't move. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a take, right? And yeah. I'm not saying that any one take is right or wrong, uh, but it's generally, there is not a one source fix to most of these problems. Uh, final comments to keep us uh, true to time. Um, let's come back downtown. What's coming in downtown, Garden City, Collister area? What can, what have you heard that's we could be excited about. Yeah. So all those areas are a little bit distinct. The garden city area. Um, there's just a bunch going on down there. I think we're going to hear more. There's a new project that we should see construction start on soon, um, called the boardwalk, which is in garden city, right at uh, veterans Memorial parkway along the river. Uh, this would include apartments, restaurants, and a potential future hotel. Hmm. Um, they've been clearing the site for that. So we should see that pop up soon. Um, in downtown Boise, there's a lot of cranes down here. I don't know if you've noticed, um, mm-hmm. we're taping this downtown and, mm-hmm. um, there are a bunch of apartments that are going to come online here in the next four or five months. Um, the last I looked, there was more than a thousand single family housing unit, or I'm sorry, multifamily housing units. So apartments under construction in the downtown core. And a lot of those are going to start to open here soon. Um, so that's kind of the big thing is we're going to see downtown Boise really much like downtown Meridian start to transition to more of a residential feel um there's a lot of questions about the office space in downtown a lot of it's pretty empty we'll see mm-hmm. how that fares after the pandemic there's a new park um going up at 12th let's see 11th in idaho 11th and manic um right over there by the boise cascade building that you're going to see open here soon um, that should be pretty neat so we have a neat feature on boise dev called a project tracker uh, so one of the challenges that we tried to fix when we initially came to town is people would be like hey what's happening at Franklin and Cole? And I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And they couldn't figure it out because they they didn't know what the answer was, so they couldn't search for it. So we have a project tracker map. So you can zoom in to the thing you're looking for and hopefully we'll be able to tell you and it'll list the details and show any stories we've written. That's awesome. So sometimes that's a nice way to figure out what's happening in your neighborhood. Oh, great. That's great. That's a great note to end on. Dante, thank you so much for coming in and keeping us up to speed. Hope to have you back. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. Bye. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like a hawk, daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights, uh, guys. And guys, glow. we're, uh, we're, we're recording. We're recording. Hi, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Hey, I'm here with Mark, yeah, um, from Volkswagen of Boise. Hi. <clears throat> We were just chatting that we graduated at similar years. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, anyway, so thanks for coming on. Um, this is kind of an interesting um, uh, 
talk today because we're going to talk about, I guess, kind of growing from failure. Sure. And um, from what you've been pretty open about, you were not, uh, I guess, um, the most uh, capable of salesmen. No, no, I was terrible. Yeah, that just, okay. Could you tell us a little bit about why you felt like that just wasn't, where you weren't in your element there? Well, because at Boise Volkswagen, you're not allowed to be pushy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very pushy. Like if okay. you if you weren't ready to buy today, like I would literally grab you by the arm mm-hmm. and force people into the car. And, and they just didn't like that. Yeah, that's like thing. illegal, right? Well, technically kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, avoid that. But yeah. Uh, and then um, another thing was I. I didn't like that I couldn't make people spend more money than they had in order to make more money for myself. Like you wanted to upcharge, like upsell? I wanted to upsell them. So like say uh-huh. they they could only afford like $200 a month. Well, that's, my commission's not going to be very good off that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't bump them up to a $40,000 car and make more commission because they didn't make commission. Yeah, so you can't be pushy and you can't in no commission. Right. And then... Or kidnap. I, yeah. And another thing is like compulsively lying to customers. You They frowned on that. They frowned on it. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, that's, uh, I can see that maybe that's not um, your gift. Right. Um, but now you're the fun coordinator there. Uh-huh. And that's, it sounds like a good match for you. It is. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. I, I don't have to worry about lying. Um it's always important. Yeah, I don't, I, I, it's weird. I get in front of customers and I just start lying. But like, if I'm talking to a camera, it's just, I mean, I don't have, I don't feel like I have to, I can be myself, oh. you know? I'm so glad. Well, that is a really uh, great story that you found, uh, you know, your journey. Mm. And um, I'm excited to see how it progresses. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you so much. And yeah, oh yeah, sure. Push those things. That's, that's great. Could you actually push I the like button? That. Yeah. Could you push the button that makes this stop? Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.